Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine getting nuclear revenge on your own twin. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I permanently deactivated my former boss's Instagram account. I texted my boss on Monday, as she had asked me to, but she ignored my text. Since I needed money, I texted her again later that evening. Still, I got no response from her. I was already anxious about not getting paid, but I tried to convince myself that everything would be fine and that my boss could not be that mean. I texted her on Tuesday morning, and she replied that time and told me to come over to her boutique the next morning, so she would write me a check. I had to plead with my boyfriend to drive me to the boutique and he agreed, albeit grudgingly. I felt bad about asking him. I knew it was wrong to ask in the first place because he worked on all days of the week and had only called in sick at work just so that he could stay at home all day and get some rest. We drove over to the boutique in silence and when we got to our destination, I went in while my boyfriend stayed in the car. My former boss's assistant was speaking with a customer when I walked in. Hello, he greeted me, smiling at me. I'd always thought he had a strange way of smiling. I told him I wanted to see her and he frowned. She's not even in the state. You know that, right? I said, what? She said, yes, honey, you should have told her you were coming before coming over to the boutique. Her flight took off early this morning. I think it's something about her boyfriend's birthday. I was devastated because I needed the money and had hoped that taking the check would be the end of my constantly following her around. I said I told her I was coming. She asked me to come. Her assistant frowned. She did? Jeez, I'm sorry. She probably forgot. She sure forgets these things a whole lot. I said, could you let her know I stopped by? I said, sure, honey, I will. I left the boutique in frustration and got in the car with my boyfriend. He said, so? I said, she traveled this morning. He said, what? She asked her to come over to the boutique, didn't she? I said, yes. My boyfriend was irritated. Well, ask the boutique attendant if she left something for you. She may have written you a check and left it with him. I said, I don't think so. If she had left me a check, the attendant would have given it to me. They said, well, what if he didn't know the person he was supposed to give the check to was you? Just ask. I didn't drive all the way here for you to leave any stone unturned. I returned to the boutique and asked the attendant if my former boss left me a check. They said, no, honey, she didn't. My boyfriend and I drove back home in utter silence. I knew he was mad, but I wasn't sure why. I was the one who ought to be angry since I was very frustrated. I felt very stupid. A girl in my class had warned me about my former boss when I told her that I saw the advert online and had applied. Aside from the fact that she's toxic, she never wants to pay her staff. It's like she expects free service because she's famous. They said, wow, I hope she's no longer like that. God knows I need all the money I can get right now, and I can't handle an employer who won't pay up, I replied to her. She shrugged and we talked about other things that day. Before she left the lecture area, she left me with some advice. Make sure you have some kind of contract signed. I think a lot of people neglect to sign a contract because she's popular. I thanked her for the advice, but did I take it? No, my stupid self didn't take it. I went ahead and started working for my former boss with no employment contract. She told me how much she'll pay, and I just agreed. Since I was just going to be a social media manager and didn't have to show up at any of her stores, I thought that was a cool way for me to make some extra cash. 
I already worked at a bookshop just outside the campus, and I had exhausted all my working hours. I couldn't take on more physical jobs because it wasn't even legal to. I also didn't want my boss to know that I'd exceeded the permitted work hours, so I kind of liked that we didn't have a contract signed with specified working hours. I just didn't think it was possible that something would go wrong. My boss was quite popular. She was an on-air media personality before she started a clothing business. She was loved by many, and I strongly felt that she would never want to jeopardize that by not paying her staff. I asked if I would have to come into the boutique because it wouldn't be convenient for me. They said, no, you don't have to. She assured me, your job is pretty simple. Manage my brand's page from wherever you are. I will communicate with you via email. After working with her for a week, I got a text from someone explaining that he was her assistant and asking me to come over to the boutique that evening. I did go over to the boutique and her assistant took me to her office. Hey, there you are, she exclaimed with a big smile. Listen, you have to save me. There are loads of new arrivals in the store that need hanging. Before I could ask her what exactly she was talking about, she pointed at the door where her assistant was standing. I went to him and he took me to a room labeled staff only in the boutique. I assumed that was the store she was talking about and I was right. He led me in and showed me a huge pile of clothes. I was supposed to have the clothes hung. Let me know if you need help, he said and turned around. I was too scared to say anything. I'm usually too scared to speak up for myself and that's caused me so much harm. Er, well, I do need help, I stammered. He turned to me and leaned closer. Well, I said I can't do this alone. Aren't you gonna help? He pouted his mouth. No, honey, this, he said, pointing at the huge pile of clothes, does not fit into my job description. Well, it doesn't fit into mine, I thought, but I kept it to myself. First off, my former boss had told me that she would not be needing me to do any physical jobs for her. That was the only reason I took the job in the first place. She hadn't just required my physical presence, she was giving me a huge chore and that was not in any way in my job description and way too heavy work for how little I'm paid. I looked at the heavy pile of clothes in front of me and tears ran down my cheeks. I soon started sorting out the clothes and hanging them on the huge pile of hangers lying on the floor. About an hour after I got started, an elderly woman came in and joined me in doing the hanging. She was cursing under her breath in a language I didn't understand. I was very uncomfortable with her cursing, but I ignored it and went about my work anyway. While putting one of the clothes on the hanger, I looked down at the woman and she was visibly upset. I decided to say something nice to her. My day was ruined and hers was too, but I could at least try to make sure one of us left feeling a bit better. I'm sorry you're upset, I said to her. She stood inside. She was a really small woman, most likely in her late 50s. For some reason, she reminded me of my mother back home. She not a good person. Fine job, not here, the elderly woman managed in English. I said, do you have a bad working experience with her? The woman looked shocked. It was as though she expected me to know better. She bad person. Not a good person, no pay, she replied. My heart started beating fast. This woman was confirming what the girl in my class had told me, that my boss doesn't pay. I returned home very distraught that night. My boyfriend was at home making us dinner. He said you'd promise you'd be home early. I kept texting you, did you not get my texts? I explained all that had happened, and he was shocked. He said, I suggest you drop your 14 days notice now. That was his reply. Said, I don't know if I'm even required to do that, you know, since I didn't sign any kind of contract. He patted me on the back and said, 
I don't know, babe, just quit. Giving you extra jobs that are not in your job description is very cruel. I said, I know, right? Is it possible that she doesn't pay her staff? She can afford to pay 30 people and do so comfortably. My boyfriend grimaced, trust me, people who can afford to pay salaries are the ones who do not want to pay. How do you think they retain so much money? They either underpay their workers or try to cut corners in some other ways. Just be careful out there. I nodded. I was going to quit that job. I couldn't handle a repeat of what had happened that day. I saw the classmate I'd spoken to about my new job with her friends the day after. You did what? She exclaimed when I told her about the clothes hanging incident. That is very wrong. You should have walked out immediately and let her have it. Now that you did it for the first time, she's going to call you again for another emergency. I knew my classmate was right, but I was going to quit anyway. I'd worked for more than a week. She could just pay me for that and let me go. I said I'll have to quit. I don't think I can stand up to her like that. She said, don't you have to drop a notice of sorts? How long do you have to send the notice before quitting? What's in your contract? I was too ashamed to tell her that there was no contract, so I just lied about it being two weeks. I suggest you tough it out until the two weeks pass. That's a better way to handle this. Plus, you get a full salary payment that way. I decided I was going to do as my classmate had suggested, except that I wasn't going to provide any notice. I was going to work for the whole month, get paid, and leave. All went well in the second week. The number of followers and engagements we had increased drastically, and even my boss noticed. She sent an email thanking me for my hard work. I was glad and even started considering not quitting. Perhaps the clothes hanging was a one-time thing. The next Monday, she asked to see me at the boutique. I was at work, the bookshop, and had a paper to finish later that evening. So I told her I would come over to the boutique the next day because I was very busy. She went off on me, screaming so loud that I had to take out my headset for a bit. I do not pay you to tell me you're too busy to do the job I pay you to do. When you gave me this job, you made it clear that my presence was not a requirement, I said calmly. She says, well, I'm telling you now that it is. The next day, I went to her office in the boutique and told her that I no longer wanted to work for her. She laughed. Listen, you should consider it a privilege to even be able to work here. Do you know how many people would want to be in your shoes? I insisted on quitting. She was bluffing so you'd stay. I googled her and none of her former employees have anything positive to say about her. It was a month since I quit and she hadn't paid me for the two weeks I worked for her. I would text her and she would promise to have a wire transfer done, but she wouldn't. I was frustrated for so long. The girl from my class tried to get me to a call out online, but my boyfriend was against it. She's an influential woman and can make you pay for it. If you aren't going to let the money go, just keep asking for it. I did as my boyfriend advised. I kept asking her for it and she kept disappointing me. When my boyfriend and I got home, he went into the bedroom and wouldn't even speak to me. I knew he was angry about having to drive there when he'd taken the day off to rest and I felt very guilty about it. He had told me numerous times to let it go, but I refused. I had worked very hard on her page and I was not about to allow my time and efforts to go to waste. All through that evening, I thought of ways to get back at her. She knew she was going on a trip, yet she made me go all the way to the boutique. An idea came to mind. I was going to do something to her Instagram page. Her page already had lots of followers and engagements. Losing an Instagram page with that much following was a huge deal. It was just like losing a lot of money. 
I had access to the email address for the page and the page's login parameters, but I didn't know if she had changed it since I stopped working for her. I pulled my phone out of my purse and tried to see if I still had access. I did. I did a little dance in the living room and googled how to deactivate an Instagram account. I followed the steps and deleted her account permanently. The good thing about it is that she could never get it back, nor could she use the same username for a new account. I didn't hear from her until a week after. She sent an email asking if I'd done anything to her account because she couldn't find it. I couldn't be bothered to even reply to her. She didn't mention my money in the email and never paid me, but I felt vindicated since I'd also taken something that belonged to her. She would have to invest a lot of time and energy into building a new Instagram account that would have that much engagement. And the funny part is she may never get one as active as the one I deleted. It is such a bad move to do work without some kind of written agreement or contract. But on the flip side, if somebody's doing superstar work for you and getting you engagements, wouldn't you want to retain that person and pay them? Opie got them numbers and they still didn't care. Our next story is... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Giving my twin a taste of his own medicine. I can't count the number of times I've heard people say, you're lucky, I wish I had a twin, to me. It happens nearly every time we're seen together, and I can never really say anything but politely smile and nod. But if I'm being truly honest, it's been anything but lucky being the twin sister to a rowdy, rambunctious man-child that's been pampered by everyone else around him. My twin brother Eric, fake name, and I were born to incredibly religious parents. They were Baptist, and our father had been a reverend for a few years before his retirement when we came right after. And our mother was his very loyal assistant, and she adored him so much. Right from when we were very small children, I was treated much different than my brother. He was allowed all of the big toys, and I was given dolls and teddy bears. Now, it wasn't like I hated my own toys, because I didn't. I'm someone who learns to adapt quickly, and once I learned as a little kid that getting my way with my parents was next to impossible, I learned pretty early to be content with whatever I had. Eric didn't get the memo because everything I had, he wanted. I never refused him, but sometimes he threw tantrums for the attention and destroyed my things for the fun of it. I did try to complain to my parents, but they only responded with things like, he's your brother, learn to deal with him, and many others like that. Imagine saying things like that to your six-year-old daughter in front of her twin brother. As we grew older, all I was taught was tolerance for my brother. Everything else I learned was by sheer will and the kindness of others who attended our church. 
My parents were obsessed with their son and acted as if they wanted nothing to do with me. I stopped noticing pretty early on and started to live my life as independently as possible, staying out of their way and being in my brother's shadow. As much as it was an odd thing for a child to be going through, it allowed me to explore a lot of things without my parents breathing down my neck like they did with my brother. Did I get into a couple of messy situations on the way? Yes, but did I eventually figure a way to get myself out? Yes, I did. When we turned 13, we moved towns and my parents decided that it would be a good idea to take us to a boarding school that also ran summer camps so that they could do a little traveling before they got too old for it. This was the point that my brother started to get a different lease on life and the realization that life couldn't be the way he wanted at the time. The school was pretty lenient with rules but the ones they had they were very strict with, one of which were uniforms. We wore uniforms from Monday to Thursday and then our personal clothes for the rest of the week. On various accounts, he was seen disobeying the rules and after the third time, he was sent to a week-long detention. Detention was different in this school because it was physical labor. You had to work alongside the janitors for the entire week, missing classes and doing whatever they asked. It was a little nice seeing my brother punished instead of being praised after doing something stupid. In this school, we were able to live different lives and not be known as twins because being associated with him made people assume I was a bad kid as well and it killed all my chances of making friends. But I made my first friend who went on to be my best friend. It was even better when we realized that we lived in the same state, albeit a little far from each other. We had different upbringings, with her being an only child of free-spirited hippies and me being the lesser child of sexist church ministers. We were a match made in friendship heaven. The only thing I hated was how head over heels she was with my brother. It was like every stupid thing he did made her swoon all over again, and it annoyed me so much. But she eventually found a way to simp over him quietly without informing me. The older we got, the more I grew distant from my family. And by the time I had to go to college, my best friend and I had already gotten our admission letters and everything ready to go. My brother Eric got admission into a couple of different universities, as did I, because we tried out for the same colleges, and decided he wanted to go to one different from me. My parents refused us going to different colleges across state, their reason being that they wanted my brother to watch over me. It was very twisted logic, but it was theirs. I'm sure he did it just to spite me, but Eric decided to go to a whole other college. It took my best friend and I begging him, doing all of his chores for the entire summer, and promising him one favor that he could cash in on whenever he felt like it, for him to agree to the same college. Out of desperation, we agreed to say yes to whatever it was that he would ask and we even signed some makeshift documents on his laptop. All very childish if you ask me, but what more does one expect of Eric? Summer was over soon enough and we went off to school. Now, college was a breeze for me at first, mainly because I'd been doing a lot of research on my major from the local library and YouTube. But as things progressed, it got more complicated and much harder. I was still having the time of my life with my best friend because we hung out every day had the same friend groups, did the same extracurriculars, and were just overall attached at the hip. During our first semester exams, we grew a little distant because we were both overachievers who feel the need to be at the top all the time. And while we weren't blessed with the natural ability, if we studied hard enough we could actually make it happen. 
After the exams were over, she had to hurry home for the holidays because her family was traveling overseas. Our nightly FaceTime started to get cut shorter and shorter until we stopped them completely and conversations felt forced. I like to think that even best friends needed space from each other, so I did give her space and started hanging out with other friends that also didn't go home for the holidays. I occupied myself through the Christmas and holidays, hoping that when my best friend returned, we could go back to normal. Things were even weirder when she came back because she didn't even inform me and I learned from a mutual friend. I assumed she wanted to pull a surprise on me and kept on pretending that I didn't know she was around. Two weeks passed and I figured that maybe something was wrong. I crept up on her without her knowledge and I was so shocked by what I saw. My best friend looked like a shell of herself, so thin and sickly looking. Even when I was looking in her eyes, she tried to run from me. I dragged her to my dorm and asked her what the problem was. She cried for a very long time before finally speaking up about the reason she'd been avoiding me. Apparently she went to a party on the night after our final exams. I had chosen to skip it and sleep instead, and she ran into my brother. She was a little tipsy when she did and couldn't help being giggly around him. I mean, she did have a crush on him. They got around to making out and then he asked her to hook up with him. She refused and tried to leave, but he decided to cash in on the favor that she owed him and used it to have his way with her even when she begged him not to. My brother basically R-worded my best friend. I was livid, but that wasn't all. She had found out that she was pregnant the week before she had to resume school and the fear and dread of it all had stopped her from eating or taking care of herself. Once I was able to calm her crying self down, we took an Uber to the farthest health center from the school so that she could be tested and make sure that she was really pregnant, as well as if she got any other things from my brother. The pregnancy test came out positive, and she also tested positive for one of the worst sexually transmitted diseases there were, chlamydia. The health center was run by amazing women who recommended to us an under-the-radar clinic, and we were able to end pregnancy and start treatments for the STD. It was a very draining process, and I did everything in my power to make sure that my best friend did not become a shell of herself. While all of this went on, my brother continued to mess around, and I decided to take matters into my own hands. My BFF and I share this friend, and the only way I can describe her is hot goth GF, She's this gorgeous, dark-skinned girl who always had the most beautiful makeup and even prettier clothes. I had no idea where she shopped or how she developed her sense of style, but some part of me didn't know whether it wanted her or wanted to be her. I'll call her Lara. During the time that my best friend and I were growing distant, Lara and I got closer and maybe kissed a few times. She was a constant in my life, and she knew the situation at hand. She offered to help me teach my brother a lesson and I agreed. She got closer to my brother for the sole reason of finding out everyone that he had slept with for two reasons. One was so that we could send them information that they needed to get tested and treated, and the other was for a much bigger plan. Like I expected, my brother fell head over heels for Lara. She didn't let him kiss or touch her, and he was fine with it. As long as she went out with him in public... He let her in on his passwords when he was intoxicated once, and she did all of the research she needed to, finding all of the blocked people and even the ones he was still texting. Toward the end of the semester, there was a huge party being thrown and we planned the biggest way to teach my brother a lesson. 
It was a frat party thrown by Eric's fraternity, and although he didn't invite us, Lara did. She already had all of the information we needed sent over to me, and my BFF was just happy to be there to witness it. As the party progressed, my brother and a few other friends started a drinking game. At the same time, I got a hold of his phone, sat in a corner with a laptop, and sent a mass text message across the school. The message got him kicked out of his frat house, got him into trouble with the authorities in school, and also started a fight. I'll type it down right now. Hello everyone, I'm Eric Holder, and I'm confessing to infecting over 40 girls across the school with chlamydia. I also took advantage of a few of them, and you can ask them, because some of their names are below. Names inserted here. I am a chlamydia-spreading jerk and a boy who loves to take advantage of women. The message was sent straight from his phone, and he had no way to defend himself, because all of the girls who agreed to have us name them were open to answering everyone and anyone's questions. Eric, my dear twin brother, was suspended from school for a year, and for the first time I saw our parents disappointed in him. I didn't care about that though. I was just glad to see him punished for his crimes. I was gonna say I'm glad that they got the women's approval to put their names in there, because imagine the optics if they just went and outed all of these people. Needless to say, somebody needed to put this womanizing jerk in his place. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, click on that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 